This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. From hockey to wrestling, football to golf, no sport left unturned. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on this Super Bowl Sunday, Super Bowl 49. I'm your host, Walter Rigobon. With me, as usual, my co-host, Naz Marchese. Coming on the show today, calling in with us will be Eddie Andelman, the godfather of sports radio, legendary sports radio talk show host in Boston. I'm sure he'll have an interesting take on the New England Patriots and, and the Super Bowl today. And, of course, uh, it's pretty gloomy out there this morning, Naz, and it's uh, pretty gloomy for the Leafs right now. Yeah, one ten and one in January. That's uh, pretty awful, I think. Anyways, I'm reading, uh, I'm reading my notes from two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> uh, two, two weeks ago, it was, it was a gloomy <laughs> morning, and, and I repeat. said it was pr- pretty gloomy for the Leafs right now, and things certainly haven't gotten better in the in the last you know, uh, in, Wally, in, in, they, in the last couple of weeks Wally they were out they outshot Philly 30-18 last night Who though. cares? Do you well, care? Who yeah, cares they, they won, outshot they Philly? They won they won that part of the game. So yeah. what? Yeah. So what? The, they lost the game one nothing. They uh great goaltending by Reimer. He only uh, let in one goal. So what? You see, you see, uh, uh, you know, they basically have played their way out of a playoff spot. You know, if I look at this team now and assess what they're doing, um, they're really good defensively, but we could use a few scorers on our team, can't we, Wally? Well, we had a few scorers, but... Uh, Where did they go? Well, that's an interesting, interesting question for the hockey analysts. At the beginning of January, um, we were the highest, or the Leafs, uh, Leafs were the highest scoring team in the NHL, if I'm not mistaken. Correct me if I'm wrong, Nass. You are correct. Am I correct on that yeah. stat? Yeah. Okay. And in the month of January, I, 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 you know, I don't know how many fingers I have, but I, I they, you know, on one, I guess like five, five fingers on one hand, wow. 10 on two, but did they score 10 goals in the month of January? I think they did. Maybe nine, nine or 10. Nine or 10. Yeah. Okay. And it was apparently the worst scoring month for the Leafs. That. They scored more than that. They had five against... Uh, Columbus. So. Okay. Now, other than that game, they uh, you know we 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 can kid around and be sarcastic all we want, but uh, I, I was mean, being it, serious. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, but it was a pretty miserable month for the Leafs, yeah. and 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 I think it goes back. The turning point was, let's be uh, as analytical as we possibly can. The turning point obviously was the firing of Randy Carlyle, which 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 you called on this show. Yeah, I uh, did call it on the Sunday before he uh, before he got fired. And I disagreed with it at the time. I, I thought it was a bad move to fire Randy Carlyle at that point in time when they were still in the thick of the playoff race. They had had a, you know, they had gone a week, week and a half. They had, 
you know, three, four games where they played very poorly. And quite frankly, in, in my estimation, Shanahan and Nona's jumped the gun and they panicked. And, and, uh, and look, what, well, look what's happened since. The, 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 I mean, you talk about a train wreck. I mean, I don't know what adjective I want to use to describe the Leafs in the month of January. Train wreck, Titanic, you know, you, you know, pull, pull out all the cliches. But, you know, essentially, this was the worst month in Toronto Maple Leaf history. The only, the one that I, other one I can recall. It's uh, the 19, worst streak. You remember 1967? Yeah, they lost 10 in they a row. They lost 10 in a row in 1967. That. Ended up winning the cup after that. And the turnaround in that one is they took Punch off the bench and they put King Clancy behind And he them. won 10 in a row. And he won 10 in a row. But I don't, you know what? Hey. Uh, Horacek doesn't look like King Clancy and uh, has taken this team apparently in a different direction. Uh, applied a different... How, Go ahead. How do you hire a guy like Horacek as the head coach... Two years of head coaching experience, one in the American Hockey League and one in the National Hockey League with Florida and San Antonio, respectively. And he has a winning percentage combined of 440. His teams were horrible. And here he is running the Toronto Maple Leafs. If you're going to make a switch, I'm, I, I, I wanted Carlisle fired. I admit it. And, I'm still and we, and we disagreed on that. We disagreed I didn't, I didn't that. want him fired, but, but you did. But if you're going to make that switch... Go to a coach that has credibility, not this guy. I'm sure he's a nice guy and the guys like him, but he's not the guy for that team. And they say, well, you know what? He won't be here by the end of the year. So why make the change? Why make, why make the change? Why uh, make the change? I, I, Silly. I, I didn't, I, and to this day, I don't know whether it's been satisfactorily answered. Um, you know, if you want to fire, you want to fire, I mean, they, they sort of, took the knees out from Carlisle at the beginning of the year by, by uh, replacing his assistants on him uh, and bringing in, in di- yes. different people. And, and Horacek, you know what? I mean, I'll, I'll give him credit. I'll give him credit for one thing. He's managed to, you know, the biggest, the biggest criticism of, the, of this Toronto Maple Leaf gang was that they gave up too many shots during a game and uh, gave up too many goals. He's, you know, he's managed to change that, but in, 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 uh, in doing so, he's created a, a totally different problem for them. Um, he, you know, let, let's, let's be fair. Uh, I doubt very much he's going to be the coach yeah, at well, the end of the year. I mean, that's pretty obvious. So why, why you would have fired, and I don't want to belabor the point. We've talked about it. Why you, why you would have fired Randy Carlyle um, at that point in time when you're still in a playoff spot uh, with the benefit of hindsight. I mean, nobody would have thought that they, they would have had a month of January like they did, but uh, it was just foolhardy. It was just foolhardy. Unless- why, why horror check? That's what. I, that's the question I need answered because everybody talks around. Very, well, he's a very Nas, defensive coach. He was the assistant coach for Nashville under Barry Trotz. Yes, he's an assistant coach. Doesn't mean that he's going to be a good head coach. We're ju- we're just about to go to commercial. I just want to leave it off with this. Peter Horacek, I believe, was an assistant coach underneath Barry Trotz in Nashville Correct. for how many years? How many uh, years? Seven. Nash, seven years. Uh, in seven years, nobody, no other team offered him a head coaching job. That's right. What does that say? Anyways, He's not a head coach. Anyways, we've got to go to break. I just want to remind our listeners we're coming back with Eddie Andelman, and in the middle of the hour, we'll be doing our usual Scruples contest, our $100 gift card. They've been hot items. Valentine's Day's coming up, Naz. Uh, 
you got special uh, special someone that you may want to get a gift card for. We'll be giving one away, and we'll have uh, announcing a Pizzaville contest. Our sponsor, Pizzaville, uh, $50 gift card. Uh, we've got some special promotion there, and uh, it's Super Bowl Sunday. You need pizza and wings. Go to Pizzaville, I guarantee you. Absolutely. Best pizza in Canada. Best pizza around, and uh, you can take that one to the bank. Anyways, we'll be right back after the break with Eddie Andelman. It was a rainy day in Pizzaville during our All About the Taste event. If you agree that Pizzaville's delicious margarita pizza is the best tasting margarita pizza you've ever had... Go to pizzaville.ca and enter to win a trip to Italy's Amalfi Coast. If you don't think it's the best tasting margarita pizza, you can still enter to win a different trip. You can go to hell. Michigan. For details, go to pizzaville.ca. There's an old saying. Entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge, the best. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. They're not here to be nice. They're here to be right. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. The new AM740. Good morning. Welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on this Super Bowl Sunday. And we're thrilled to welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, Eddie Andelman, the one and only, the godfather of sports radio, legendary Boston sports talk radio host and anchor of the greatest sports talk radio show in history, the Sports Huddle out of Boston. Good morning, Eddie. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Thanks for thanks for joining us again. I understand you're enjoying some... Uh, Warmer weather where you are. We had a we had a tough time tracking you down. You're down in Florida. Uh, uh, send some of your warm weather back up for us, please. Well, we bought a place down here for my family uh, uh, two years ago, 
and uh, I can't stand the cold weather anymore. Yeah, I don't blame you. Listen, Eddie, it's Super Bowl Sunday, and I'm, it's number 49. Yeah. And I'm sure uh, you're young enough to remember the first one, of course, which wasn't known as the Super Bowl back then. But uh, in your 49 years of watching Super Bowls, your most memorable one. Well, I would have to say it was the Joe Namath, uh, I think it was the third Super Bowl, uh, down in Miami when they upset the mighty Colts. Uh, Joe Namath uh, and his braggadocio guaranteed a win, and he was right. He certainly was, and uh, of course that was at the time Super Bowl One. Uh, they didn't realize uh, prior to that it wasn't it wasn't known as the Super Bowl. But Eddie, you uh, you're still involved in sports, and I notice you're you're tweeting up a storm these days. You got you got a tweet back from uh, June twenty fourth. I want to ask you about um, the five greatest Boston athletes you've seen live in action: Ted Williams, Bobby Orr, Larry Bird. Bill Russell and Roger Clemens, and your wild card is John Havlicek. Uh, where does Tom Brady fit in that mix? Well, uh, I would have to say that he will certainly uh, be replacing one of those five uh, when he decides to call it a day. But I think you have to wait and see. I mean, personally, I wait until they retire, until their careers are ended. And then I might put him as high as, uh, as three. Getting back. No one's ever going to beat Bill Russell, and no one's ever going to beat Ted Williams. And it was a hard choice for me to make because uh, I'm the guy that discovered Marvin Hagler, uh, and uh, we had a, years ago, even before I was born, the great John L. Sullivan, uh, who could beat any man in the house, which had been champion for a long time. And we've had more than our fair share of great athletes. Today's New England Patriots-Seattle game. Give me your uh, view of the today's game of both teams. Well, uh, you know, I, I, I interviewed uh, Pete Carroll for a number of years when he was with coach of the Patriots. And uh, he's a, really a terrific guy. But you can't uh, compare his uh, accomplishments with that of Bill Belichick. So in the coaching arena, I have to give the Patriots the nod. Uh, as far as... Uh, Richard Chairman goes, I mean, it's, it's a toss-up between the best defensive back in the National Football League between him and Revis of the Patriots. So that sort of offsets each other. As far as quarterback experience goes, you have to give a call to Brady. And also, as far as team depth goes, uh, you have to give the advantage to the Patriots. So I would really be surprised if the Patriots didn't win today. Uh, of course, we're talking to the godfather of sports radio, Eddie Andelman, uh, legendary Boston sports talk radio host. Uh, you've always been a cutting-edge guy, Eddie, and uh, always taken the, 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 the point of view of a fan, and you're always, you've always stood up for the fans. And I noticed on one of your tweets uh, uh, a couple of days ago, you, you've been complaining about the Super Bowl ticket distribution scam. Uh, Tell us what, uh, what, what's upset you about Super Bowl uh, ticket distribution. Well, going back a few years, if you remember, Dominic Fontieri, the great musician, he actually went to jail uh, when uh, he had control of all the tickets. Look, it's like anything else. Uh, I, I know you have a lottery in Canada. <clears throat> um, what, what would happen if they just announced a lottery uh, and there was no 
fail-safe uh, gimmicks to assure its credibility. And there is no uh, uh, doubt that uh, certain people get control of scores of tickets. And the poor season ticket holders who live and die in good weather, bad weather, horrible weather, they don't even have a fair chance. So nobody knows how many tickets anybody has, and there should be a public drawing. Um, maybe I'll make a television program out of it and just list the names or put it in the newspaper of those uh, who are eligible for tickets. Because you know and I know it's the biggest scam going, and they're selling tickets today for up to $10,000. Well, how do they get those tickets? So I think it's uh, a once-a-year deal. It's the biggest game in America. Uh, you know, it's, it's the seventh game of the World Series, and it's the seventh game of the Stanley Cup, and it's the seventh game of the NBA Championship all rolled into one. Uh, and it's called Super Bowl Sunday. And everybody should have a fair chance at these tickets. But it is, uh, listen, i got to confess to you, when I want to go to the Super Bowl, I know exactly where to go, and I know it's going to cost me some extra money. But if I want to go and I want to take my sons to the games, I know where to get tickets. Tom Brady, where does he rank in uh, all-time NFL quarterbacks? Well, he's the best I have ever seen for one reason. And uh, that is, if you notice, when the opposition scores, the chances are 80% that he will come back with a score immediately after his possession. And that's what makes him better than all the other quarterbacks, in my opinion. Now he can't run. Although the last couple of games, uh, he's shown the ability to run when it was necessary. Um He's a great leader, and I've talked to many of the players, and I've never seen uh, a quarterback with, that there's no jealousy for. Um, and I think that uh, he's earned that. You know, when, when he gets all sorts of commercial opportunities, I mean, you see Peyton Manning never turns down anything. If you went to Peyton Manning and said, uh, you know, I'll give you a free candy bar if you'll – uh, and five dollars if you'll do this ad, he'll do it. Uh, Brady's not like that. Brady only takes stuff that he can help his teammates. If he does a watch company, he makes sure everybody on the team gets a watch. You no, know, he just takes care of his players. Now, granted, he can afford to do that because he's got a fairly good-looking wife. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Million dollars a year. Yeah, uh, and he earns. Uh, I mean, just to show what kind of a team guy he is, he's the sixth highest-paid quarterback. It really reminds me of Bobby Orr and the Big Bad Bruins when he was the sixth, uh, only sixth in the payroll department. Bobby Orr was never the best-paid player on the Bruins. Yeah, hard but, to. You know, he didn't do it for money. He did it because he was a professional athlete that loved the game. Hard, he didn't mind when his teammates, you know, uh, were elevated financially. Yeah, hard to believe that uh, these 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 gems of talents uh, weren't weren't the weren't the highest paid. I've got to ask you, Eddie. Uh, we're talking, of course, to Eddie Andelman, uh, legendary sports talk radio host in Boston. Um, the uh, Patriots and Tom Brady have, and uh, Belichick, and they've all been in the news for the last couple of weeks for totally uh, reasons extraneous to uh, to the Super Bowl. This whole thing about the pressure in the football. Uh, uh, your take on that, Eddie, is that that uh, just uh, the media going uh, grabbing something that's really, really, really minor and trying to make a big story out of it? Well, it's a storm in a teacup, is what it really is. 
look, if the Patriots uh, in the first half um, had uh, gone ahead with deflated footballs by 30 points uh, and then did 30 points in the second half, you'd say, hey, there's something wrong here. But if you recall, it was a fairly close game in the first half. And in the second half, when the footballs were fully inflated, the Patriots beat them 28 to zip. Uh, you know, and so what exactly did all that mean? Uh, you know, I, I think the National Football League didn't investigate the right way. Look, if there was something wrong, eventually it would show up in Las Vegas. You know, the only thing that keeps sports honest is Las Vegas because the data shows who bet when, and they know how much should be bet on each team. And if there's a, an amount of money that uh, shows up beyond what is expected, let's say beyond, I, I think their tolerance level is 5%. So if, if 8%, or 12%, or 10% shows up uh, that they hadn't figured on, I mean, you're talking about when they bet in the, in the millions, multi-millions, uh, then, then you can uncover something. And I think what they should have done was gone directly to Las Vegas and find out if there was any whales that bet, uh, if uh, money came in simultaneously at the same time with what they call beards of 12 guys betting at the exact same minute, synchronizing watches, like the second world bombardiers did. <laughs> so, uh, but none of that stuff happened. I made, I made a few calls myself at Las Vegas for people I've known for years that had up sports books. And... Uh, they said there wasn't any, uh, to their knowledge, any really amount of money that was wagered that was uh, would change odds dramatically. So my my guess is that if, if anything did happen, it was an employee of the Patriots who probably felt uh, that there was some kind of an edge, uh, you know, to the to the England Patriots. But as it turned out, no matter what they did, it didn't change the final score one bit. Eddie, your funniest experience on your show on Super Bowl weekend. I'm sorry. I didn't hear that. The funniest experience you ever had on your show, Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> well, it had to do with Hank Stram, uh, the ex great coach for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I was the first uh, person to do uh, a week of shows in the Super Bowl when Radio uh, Row was me. It was nobody else. <clears throat> and it didn't start growing until Super Bowl four, And then by Super Bowl forty four, there was 1,500 uh, different radio stations, television stations, even worldwide coverage. Um, anyway, I used to have this gimmick where uh, there was a lobster company in Boston. Well, you know, you've heard of legal seafoods. Absolutely. And uh, they put up uh, four four-pound lobsters delivered to your door, uh, the closest one who came to predicting the exact score, because after a week of broadcasting, many hours a day and night, uh, you could imagine uh, we had uh, plenty of entries. And what happened was Hank Stream came, uh, and he was endorsing a game that would help you. Uh, he had retired by then. <coughs> and he had in, uh, endorsed this game that helped you pick pro football games, of course, for fun and amusement only. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm ribbing them, and I think this whole thing is funny because you can just imagine, uh, it's like a couch you to the racetrack. Like, hey, we have eight winners yesterday. 
and they're running a printing press in their car. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and Hank was a very nice guy. And, and you know who accompanied him to the, to, to this uh, Super Bowl radio event? Russ Limbaugh. Russ Limbaugh. Oh, wow. Can you imagine that? I mean, he was a PR guy for the Kansas City Royals. Uh, and they were pals. Uh, anyway, what happened was uh, we go through the entries, and Hank Stram picked the score exactly. Oh, my God. Exactly right. Right on the snods. And, uh, I mean, people were calling me for months afterwards saying, where can they get this machine? Wonderful story. Thanks, Eddie. Uh, we just got a, we got a couple of minutes, a uh, couple of minutes left. We'd, let, we live, we'd love to have you on for longer. But uh, got to ask you. Uh, well, at these prices, you can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> got to ask you, 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 you're a broadcaster legendary in Boston for, for the longest time. And uh, tell us why, uh, tell us why Boston is such a fantastic uh, sports city. I'm sure you've, you, you think it's the greatest sports city in the world. Tell us what, what's different about Boston and, uh, and uh, what makes it special from a p- sports point of view. Well, it's a good question, and, and uh, the only way I can explain it is if you take all the sports. Now, remember, we don't have an 80,000-seat uh, stadium for college football, but when you take uh, how many universities we have, within what they call the uh, 495-128 belt of Boston, we have about probably 40 universities. And in those 40 universities, they all, almost all of them have football teams, basketball teams. And when you add up the attendance of the Red Sox, the Patriots, the Bruins, and the Celtics, when you add all the, in the college uh, and the high school areas, uh, you'll find out that there is no place, uh, I'm going to say this, in the world that has more paid admissions per person than we do in Greater Boston. Now, we don't have a large population like most people think. Uh, Boston itself is only 650,000 people, and the immediate suburbs is only about 3 million people. Uh, And yet, we're on a par with New York City, the giant uh, of all of them, Los Angeles. Uh, and paid admissions. And I think a lot has to do with tradition. We've had these teams for so long, uh, and most of them were from the beginning. I mean, the Celtics field with a team when the NBA was founded in 1946. The Bruins were one of the original six franchises, I think it was 1927 or something like that. The Patriots were uh, from the beginning in 1960 of the old AFL, which eventually turned to the NFL. Uh, and, of course, the Red Sox are the Red Sox are the Red Sox. There is nobody, you know, people always ask me, how come when the Red Sox go and they play in Los Angeles or Oakland, or where do they play, there's usually more Red Sox fans than there are local fans. Even in Toronto, even in Toronto, Eddie. I'm sorry? Even in Toronto, that's true. Well, we used to have... When the Blue Jays were really good, we used to have 15,000 Bostonians would travel for the three-game series in Toronto. They're not blowing smoke. Toronto's one of the great cities in the world. It's perfectly balanced uh, ethnically. Uh, it's clean. It has wonderful restaurants and hotels. Only one problem with Toronto, Eddie. 
Only one problem with Toronto. Only one problem with Toronto. It's our hockey team. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're against all the odds. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You're you're down in Florida, in in, uh, in Florida, and uh, you 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 probably don't know what's happened to the Leafs in the last month. But uh, we, we we I may have to call you after this show's over. I'm sure you've got some contacts in the Mystic uh, community or in the in the sports psychologist community to try and fix this problem for us. Uh, certainly take you back to the sports huddle days. I'm sure you've got somebody who can help the Leafs out, but it's been a miserable month for the Toronto Maple Leafs, Eddie, uh, unfortunately. Listen, Eddie, unfortunately our time has run short. Uh, it's it's always a pleasure talking to the godfather of sports radio. We'd love to have you on again. Uh, the stories never, never dry up, and uh, we wish you a great summer. And please give our regards to the fabulous Judy. Uh, she was so gracious in, in answering the phone and, and helping us out uh, getting a hold of you this morning. Eddie, we thank you. Uh, we thank you so much for taking the time for us. Oh, good, good. Thank you guys anytime. I appreciate Thanks, it. All the best, Eddie. That, of course, was Eddie Andelman, the godfather of sports radio. Is never short of stories to tell. We could talk to, uh, talk to Eddie um, uh, forever. Before we go to break, I just want to tell people we'll be joined right after the break by John Murphy, the play-by-play voice of the Buffalo Bills. We'll be talking a little bit of Buffalo Bills football, and, of course, we'll get John's take on the Super Bowl today. Before we go to break, uh, I do want to announce uh, our scruples contest. Give us a call. Second caller in at 416-360-0740. You win second caller, $100 gift certificate at scruplesalon.com. Uh, it's Valentine's Day coming up. You can buy an online gift certificate for that special someone. I highly recommend it. And if you want to save the $100, give us a call and be the second caller in. And, Naz, you've got another contest. We've got our Pizzaville contest. Uh, yeah, we have a $50 this. gift certificate. Uh, post at Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Facebook. Naz, N-A-Z, and Wally Sports Hour on Facebook. And predict the score of the Super Bowl between New England and and Seattle this afternoon. And uh, the person who wins that will win a gift card. And if uh, there's a tie, uh, on we'll flip a coin. We'll, 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 <laughs> we'll figure have out. a draw on it. We'll have a draw. So go to Naz and Wally Sports Hour on the Facebook page. And talking about Pizzaville, of course, this is Super Bowl Sunday. And uh, uh, if they if you do the the, the analysis, uh, the biggest hot item on pizza on uh, Super Bowl Sunday is pizza. And wings, and and uh, we've got our good friends at Pizzaville. Give them a call. Order in your all your pizza needs and all your wing needs. It's fabulous pizza, and it's Super Bowl Sunday, and they're waiting for your call. 416-736-3636 is the number for Pizzaville. 416-736-3636. We'll be right back after the break with Buffalo Bills play-by-play announcer John Murphy. It was a rainy day when our All About the Taste event continued at Pizzaville. If you agree that Pizzaville's bacon cheeseburger pizza is the best tasting bacon cheeseburger pizza you've ever had, go to pizzaville.ca and enter to win a ski trip to Alberta. If you don't think it's the best tasting bacon cheeseburger pizza, enter to win a different trip because you might feel more at home in Big Knob, Kentucky. For details, go to pizzaville.ca. 
At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal? Yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. There are two ways to argue sports with these guys, and none of them work. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning. Welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour live on AM740 from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. Once again, our phone numbers for that for those Scruples gift cards, 416-360-0740, 1-866-740-4740. Guys, it's Valentine's Day coming up. Don't be a schlep. Go online, scruplesalon.com. Get one for your special someone, I guarantee you, there'll be a prize. Anyways, uh, we're pleased to have with us this morning the uh, voice of the Buffalo Bills, John Murphy, also host, of course, of the John Murphy Show, weekdays uh, on WGR 550 AM radio. Good morning, John. Good morning, guys. How are you? We're doing great. How are you? Great. Looking forward to the Super Bowl today? I am. Your I really am. Your, um, your prediction? Well, it's going to be a close one. I, I, I'm looking forward to it and hoping that it's nothing like last year's Super Bowl, which was a uh, a route right from the start, but you know, I think it's a couple of evenly matched teams. Uh, the Patriots' strength plays into the Seahawks' strength, and I think uh, in this case, I'll go with a better quarterback who is Tom Brady, and I think the Patriots will probably squeak one out, like maybe by a point, 21-20. Oh, that's about what the spread is, too. One point. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. John, uh, Buffalo Bills. I'm a big fan of the Bills, so we're going to have a great discussion here this and morning. Just, just so you know, John, in studio, uh, Naz is wearing his Buffalo Bill sweatshirt today. Yeah. Out of respect right. for you. 
The Bills, where, what changes do they have to make? And a great signing on uh, Rex Ryan, by the way. But what changes do they have to make on offense and defense uh, that you see coming up? Well, I mean, on defense, I don't think they have to change much, although they will change, I think, schematically a little bit with uh, you know Rex Ryan coming in, and he's got a different style of defense than what Jim Schwartz played last year, the defense coordinator last year. I, Dennis Thurman is Rex's right-hand man on defense. So I, I look for a little more pressure coming from the defense, but personnel-wise, I think they'd be uh, doing well if they could keep the same personnel defensively, including Jerry Hughes, who will hit the free agent market, and a couple of others, Safety Norris, uh, Searcy, among others. But offensively, they need quarterback uh, play, and whether it comes from E.J. Manuel going into his third year or from outside the roster right now is still up in the air. They, they've said that they, they want to let E.J. compete for the job again. Um, he's going into his third year, but he only has 14 starts. I think, you know, with nine wins last year, with the defense the way they played, with a pretty solid running attack and some good young wide receivers, if they can just get competent quarterback play, I think they'd be a playoff team. Uh, I've got to ask you, going back, Rex Ryan, of course, uh, Rex Ryan, the new Buffalo Bills coach, and uh, he was pretty impressive uh, when he was introduced to the uh, to the Buffalo media at his press conference. If I quote, if I got it written down right, he think he said, if we are all in this together, we will win. And if I think I remember listening to your show, John, uh, you uh, were quoted as saying that uh, he won the press conference. Tell us, uh, tell us what you meant by that. Yeah, well, you know, he was really impressive at the news conference. He was, uh, you know, he was upbeat and funny and uh, I think he had the right mix of confidence and uh, bravado. And I think uh, he kind of energized people who were there. Um, winning the press conference does not equate to winning any games. Everybody knows that, but... You know, you hear it oftentimes when coaches are hired that, uh, you know, well, he, he might win the press conference, but he can't, you know, he won't win for you on the field. And we'll see how it plays out for Rex Ryan. He had a mixed record of success at the New York Jets. I think he's got expertise on the defensive side of the ball. I like the fact that he's got experience. Um, you know, I don't think the Bills were in a position to uh, hire a, a first-time NFL head coach and sort of wait for that coach to get up to speed because they have talent on the roster, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I think they're ready to win. I think they, you know, they came close to making the playoffs this year with nine wins. I think they know what it takes to, to, to be good, and I think the roster is pretty well set. So I think they're well-positioned to win, and they just need maybe the little extra bit that Rex Ryan will be able to provide. But, uh, yeah, he was impressive. I mean, the cynical New York City media who was here kind of wrote that, he, you know, he, uh, it was a dog-and-pony show, and the rubes in Buffalo were taken in by Rex Ryan's bluster. But, We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. I think he had the, uh, the perfect mixture of uh, confidence and bravado and uh, and uh, realism that when it comes to taking this job and the job that lies ahead in Buffalo. John, uh, the running back position, I'm uh, a little concerned with C.J. Spiller and Jackson. Uh, will they be back or will there be a change at running back? Well, C.J. becomes a free agent on March 10th. Uh, he's already indicated. Uh, I mean, I know they've had some talks with him, but I think CJ is of a mind to explore the free agent market and see what his value is. Running backs are, are funny things in terms of value in the NFL. They are viewed increasingly as interchangeable parts, and I think the, uh, the you know the the sentiment around the league is that you don't want to overdraft a running back. You can get a good running back in the fourth or fifth round if you need one, and you don't want to overpay a running back. And and you know. Uh, and that's borne out by the way that running backs are paid and where running backs are drafted. And I think people believe that, uh, you know, most teams need a couple of running backs. So CJ's future is in doubt. Uh, it's unfortunate if he leaves because I don't believe the Bills have fully explored the, 
the talent that C.J. Spiller has for a variety of reasons. Uh, a couple of coaching changes, a couple of different offensive approaches, uh, some injuries on C.J.'s part. I just never have felt like they've uh, fully taken advantage of his uh, game-breaking potential. And if he gets away in free agency and they're not able to do that, that would be unfortunate. But I also know they keep a pretty close eye on the salary structure and know what the market value is for running backs and that they're probably not going to overpay to keep C.J. Spiller here. Fred Jackson most likely will return, you know, a 34-year-old running back. He was the oldest running back in the league last year, and he's likely to be that again this coming year. Very productive between the tackles. They have some good guys behind him, too. Uh, Anthony Dixon had a really good year, sort of a power back for the Bills, a free agent signing from a year ago from San Francisco. And Bryce Brown came over in a draft uh, weekend trade last year, and I think they've just begun to begun to scratch the surface of what they might be able to get from him. We're talking to John Murphy, uh, the voice of the Buffalo Bills, uh, and also, of course, the host of the John Murphy Show weekdays, uh, 7 to 9 p.m. on WGR 550 AM radio. John, um, given that Odell Beckham Jr. won the AP Offensive Rookie of the Year Award, and given the fact that last year's uh, receiving core, uh, rookie receiving core is probably one of the best in history, did... Uh, is what's the Sammy Watkins uh, move up a uh, good move for the Buffalo Bills in retrospect? Yeah, I think it was. It was a steep price to pay, but he was uh, on their draft board and most draft boards the most dynamic offensive player in the draft and uh, filled a need for the Bills. Again, I think his numbers would, were pretty good this year. They would have been much better with effective quarterback play from either EJ Manuel or Kyle Orton this past year. So yeah, I think you know they believe, and they I talked to uh, Doug Whaley, the GM, about it just a couple of weeks ago. He believes that they got uh, a dynamic performer who's going to be around for 10 years. And in Whaley's words, you know, if, if it took two first-round picks and to get a, a wide receiver who's going to be a Pro Bowl caliber receiver for 10 years, then we think it's worth it. Uh, time will tell. But I think, you know, there's no I, – I, they got, I think, exactly what they expected from uh, Sammy Watkins. And I, I'm sure they wish that they got more production based on uh, the quarterback play that just didn't allow it to happen. But they're not dissatisfied with Watkins at all. And I think uh, – I think the best is yet to come. I think you'll get better. John, I've noticed something in the number of years how the the game, the offensive game of football has changed. It used to be you run to set up the pass. To me, it's changed you pass to set up the run. Do you agree with that? No, you know what? Not necessarily. And I think the Bills are going to be an interesting test case for that this year um, because they, they do want to run the ball. They bring in a new offensive coordinator, Greg Roman, who uh, has said publicly and, and did at San Francisco – run the ball and run the ball a lot. And I think that's Rex Ryan's philosophy, too. He talks about <clears throat> ground and pound, you know, run the ball and, and uh, you know, I guess set up the pass that way. I, I think uh, the Bills are going to be interesting to watch. Most teams have a, a close to 55-45% split passing to running. Uh, the Bills, two years ago, two seasons ago, uh, ran the ball much more. In fact, they ran the ball more often than anybody else in the NFL mostly because I think they were trying to protect the rookie quarterback, E.J. Manuel. That script was flipped this past year in 2014 when they threw the ball, I think, more than they actually really wanted to. So I think they're going to get back to you know, more of a 50-50 even split. It's Very few teams run the ball more than they pass, but the, the Bills are going to be close to doing that this year, and it'll be interesting to see how successful they are. I think they believe, and I've heard Rex Ryan say it, his uh, formula is uh, really good defense strong running game, and protect the quarterback. Those are the three keystones of what he wants to do for winning football. 
We're talking to John Murphy, the uh, voice of the Buffalo Bills. Uh, John, you've had a you've you've had a great sports casting career and uh, have uh, been in the booth with some of the some of the Buffalo legends. Uh, certainly in 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 the Toronto area, the Greater Toronto area, we're huge consumers of. Uh, of Buffalo sports uh, uh, media, and uh, in fact, we had Rick Azar on the show a few months back, and uh, had a great time talking to him about the old days in, in Buffalo broadcasting. And you, you, of course, had the privilege of working with Rick. You also had the privilege of working with uh, Van Miller and uh, our uh, our sponsor uh, Claudio, uh, who is a huge Buffalo Bills fan. Asked me, you got John Murphy on the show. You have to ask him this question. So, John, I'm going to ask you. Uh, courtesy of uh, Claudio from Steel's Paint. What is your most memorable Van Miller moment or play call that uh, that that you remember? Oh, wow. There are a lot. And, uh, you know, Van's still doing well down here. He, he lives with his wife, Glory, in the town of Tonawanda, and uh, I keep in touch with him pretty regularly. Um, I learned an awful lot. Where I worked with Van for 17 years, you know, by his side on the Bills broadcast and learned a lot. We had a lot of good times, a lot of laughs. He's a very, very, very funny person. Um you know, I'll tell you one quick story. We were in Cincinnati once. This had to be late 80s, early 90s. And, um, you know, you, you hire a spotter, just a guy to help, you know, watch who's making tackles, uh, who recovers fumbles. And when you go on the road, you don't bring them with you. You hire somebody from that city. So the Bengals provided Van with a spotter uh, for like $50. A guy would come in and just help, you know, point to the right player on the, the, the boards, the spotting boards. So, the guy walks in, he's got sunglasses on, and Van said, what are you doing? How come you wearing sunglasses? An overcast day like this, takes off his sunglasses, and he's got an eye patch on one eye. And Van said, what, what happened? I guess, oh, I just had eye surgery. I have to wear this eye patch. So I'm wearing the sunglasses. So game kicks off, and the game is going along, and the guy is not doing well. He's having trouble seeing and screwing Van up, giving him the wrong numbers. And we get to the first commercial break, and Van said, what's going on? You're missing all these calls. You're not pointing to the right guy. And the guy goes, well, I've got this eye patch on, and I'm, I'm kind of seeing double. And without missing a bead, man says, well, you know, look at the number and divide it by two. <laughs> <laughs> oh. One of the funniest things I've ever heard. He, he had stuff like that all the time. One of the best play calls that I, he's had so many. But um, there was a game um, against the Patriots, and it was a season opener, and I want to say it was 2003. And uh, the Bills were just rolling New England. And that's rare. They've only beaten them three times in the last uh, 15 years or so. And uh, season opener, beautiful sunny day in Orchard Park. Uh, Tom Brady and the Patriots are struggling. And towards the end of the game, uh, big Sam Adams, a big 335-pound defensive tackle, drops back into pass coverage, passes tipped, and it's picked off by Sam Adams. And he rumbles into the end zone for an interception return for a touchdown for about 20 yards out. And Van, enthusiastic as he was, lost it. And in the middle of his play call, he just said, Am I dreaming? Am I dreaming? Pinch me. Am I dreaming? I mean, it was just perfect. He had the he had so much energy and so much enthusiasm, and had a knack for finding you know the right pitch, the right note for exactly what was going on on the field. Well, of course, we have uh, tremendous uh, I have tremendous personal memories of Van Miller and Ray Gazar and the, that whole uh, that whole era, and of course, my personal. Uh, uh, Van Miller uh, was the Oiler comeback, uh, the yeah. the Frank Reich game, and uh, there were, of course uh, the other one I remember is the Miami AFC Championship final play. So every time I hear Van Miller's voice and some of those uh, some of those old uh, playbacks, it gives a little chill down my spine. It certainly brings back memories of some fantastic uh, Bills teams. Uh, John, uh, in the short amount of time we have left. Uh, 
The Bills are now under solid ownership, uh, seem to have their ownership issues straightened away. And of course, the Bills in Toronto series was put to a merciful conclusion. Um, uh, never, it really never took off. Uh, it just it just wasn't the right fit. And I'm sure, I guess, in Buffalo, you're probably more thrilled than we are in Toronto that that, that series uh, got, got put to an end. Any, uh, any repercussions from that? Well, I mean, I, I didn't, I mean, I know most Bills fans were not happy with it. I, I think they tried to make the best of it. I do believe if, if the Bills had a winning team, the whole tenor of the series would have been changed, you know, but uh, they had so much transition, so much upheaval, and quite frankly, so much losing over the last few years during the five years of the Bills and Toronto series that it just never took off. And, uh, you know, they tried different things, tried to dress up the stadium. I don't, you know, you guys know, I don't think it's a, a real good uh, NFL football venue. No, not at all. They tried to, to provide other entertainment. They, uh, you know, changed the uh, ticket prices. They just didn't work, and it's unfortunate. I, I, the thing that I guess it concerns me somewhat is that, that you know, it's a huge market that the Buffalo Bills cannot ignore, and I think they've got a good thing going on down here with a, a big chunk of Canadian fans who come to Orchard Park to go to games and enjoy themselves, but I, I do think they have to kind of continue to nurture that fan base and and keep that going because there's just too many people up there, too many NFL fans in Toronto for the Bills to just turn their back on them. And I don't think they will. I don't think that's the plan for the franchise moving forward. Uh, Rex Ryan, biggest uh, signing uh, as a coach other than maybe Chuck Knox. Do you agree? I do agree, yeah. In fact, that's, I was telling that to people. It's the biggest splash signing the Bills have made as a, for a head coach since Chuck Knox. Obviously, you know, Marv Levy, when they named him the head coach back in 1986, was not a huge name. He was kind of a failed head coach with the Kansas City Chiefs and then uh, had some success. I believe he won a great cup in Montreal in the CFL, but uh, he wasn't a huge name. Uh, that was more of a uh, kind of a smart signing by then uh, general manager Bill Paulian, who just coincidentally was named to the Pro Football Hall of Fame last night. But, yeah, I think um, I think it is the biggest signing, the uh, biggest splash signing for a head coach since Chuck Knox. Anyways, we've been talking to John Murphy, the uh, the voice of the Buffalo Bills, and of course, host of the John Murphy Show on WGR 550 in, Bu- in Buffalo. Uh, John, thanks so much for joining us on the Naz and Wally Sports Hour uh, this morning, and uh, Naz has given me a wave here. John, He's got a- one thing. I think our Bills are going to go to the Super Bowl next year. Next and year? Yes, and if they do, we want you on our show Super Bowl Sunday, okay? All right, that's the deal. If they're if they're going, I'll do it for you. Absolutely. Uh, okay, thanks, John. Thanks again, thanks, John. Man. That of course was John Murphy, the voice of the Buffalo Bills. And uh, Bills, um, you know what? If uh, if they uh, they get they, a quarterback, uh, and I'm not sure. I'm you know. I mean, everybody's being uh, you know optimistic with EJ Manuel is probably the best choice of words. But uh, I have I have my doubts whether EJ Manuel is going to be an NFL quarterback. Uh, and they certainly, I hope the Buffalo Bills are on the, uh, whoever's available and can throw the ball, they, be, they better have a look because they've got a world-class defense. They've got a Super Bowl caliber defense. And if they, uh, they can get somebody, and Sammy Watkins, I agree, he's, uh, he's worth the price of admission yeah. with, his, with his talent skill set. Uh, if they manage to find somebody who's, uh, who can throw the ball and makes the right quarterbacking decisions, uh, your prediction may very well come true, Ness. Uh, they look to me like a 12-win team this year if they had uh, the, the quarterback. Yeah, I just I want you to hold that thought, Ness. We have time maybe for one or, one or two really quick calls if you want to call in if there's something on your mind. 
talk about the Bills, Super Bowl, the Leafs. Uh, you never stop talking about the Leafs, but give us a quick call at 416-360-0740, 1-866-740-4740. Got a time for a quick call. Naz. Yeah, they, they're, they're, to me, a 12-win team for sure for next year, and I do believe they're going to make the playoffs and they will challenge. And, you know, like Tom Brady is probably the best quarterback ever, but uh, at some point in time, his play is he's getting older, and his play is not going to be the same. And I think next year might be the year for the Buffalo Bills. Anyways, we're going to take Lou's call. Lou, what's on your mind? Lou. Yes. Lou, uh, Super Bowl Sunday, uh, Tiger Woods, Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, Toronto Raptors. What do you want to talk about? I think I want to talk about Tiger Woods. Is this a Ian Baker Finch moment? Totally <laughs> <laughs> melted down mentally. I think uh, the Super Bowls in Arizona, so the two most important things in my life right this weekend are, are happening in the same spot. Oh, yeah. Your thoughts on uh, Tiger's. Uh, I don't know that his meltdown. Play of ineptitude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, that's going to be very interesting. I think Tiger Woods' best days are behind him. I think the biggest difference in Tiger Woods' game, he can't get the ball in the hole anymore. And uh, when the short game leaves you, I mean, you can fix all these swing changes. You can go to Sean Foley. You can go to Hank Haney or or uh, Harmon or whatever. Uh, you, you, you can fix your swing. But when you start getting the chipping yips like Tiger got this week, that that's pretty scary stuff, man. You're in the, you're in the hacker territory when you start doing that. So well, you know, we're gonna keep a close eye on him. It's 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 the short game and uh, the disturbing trend in Tiger is certainly in major tournaments in the last few years. Uh, he doesn't make the clutch putts the way he used to, and when that leaves you, uh, it's you may or may not get it back. A lot of really really Hall of Fame golfers lost their short game in their mid 30s. The classic examples are Arnold Palmer and Tom Watson. And once that's gone, you may never get it back. Listen, Lou, we've got, we're really short for time. We've got the general on the line. We want to take the general's call. Lou, thanks so much, and we'll certainly follow up that Tiger Woods discussion in the following weeks. Thanks for the call. General, are you on the line? Gentlemen, how are you this morning? We're doing fantastic. Great, General, I've I got to warn you, we've got a minute and a half, so you've got to make it quick. No problem. Listen, this is the only city in the country where Super Bowl Sunday, and you guys are still talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> Incredible. Well, well, you know what? There's never a shortage of material. Let's put it, you know, they, you know, we keep on trying to put them away, and they keep on giving us new and, material. So. And, that's, and that's the beauty of this city, and that's the beauty of those fans, and uh, I, just, I, w- I just wish them all the best because, uh, unfortunately, I think that ship has sailed, and uh, sadly enough, uh, uh, as much as I'm not a Leaf fan, I love it for the city when they are winning and, and if they do make the playoffs because the city is so much better off for them. You know, everybody's happy. The bars are making money. Everybody's drinking and eating and, and having a good time. So we gotta we got to get a winner. That And, and I think, uh, I don't know, one of your callers or you guys were talking about it last week, uh, we underestimate the value of that team to this city, how important it is not just to Toronto but to the National Hockey League. General, real quick, what's your prediction for today's game? Well, I like the Chargers, but the Chargers aren't in the, in the Super Bowl. So, uh, I, Don I like Coriel. I, I, think, I think the Patriots are in trouble because once uh, Marshawn Lynch starts running that ball, the running game will control. They're going to have to keep it away from, uh, from the ground game. But uh, 
But uh, I, I agree with your other, uh, you know, your comments this morning. Brady's good, and uh, you give him the ball with uh, less than a minute to go, he can he can beat you. So uh, it's a pick 'em, guys. Uh, but I but I like uh, Seattle. Thanks, General. Uh, thanks for the call. Have Appreciate a great it, day, guys. You we too. will. Anyways, in short time left, Naz, we've got our Pizzaville contest once again. Uh, tell our listeners how they can. Uh, Get a $50 gift certificate from Pizzaville. Go to Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Facebook and post the score there for a $50 gift certificate. So it's Naz and Wally Sports Hour, $50 gift certificate. Post the score, your prediction. Did we get your prediction for today's game, Naz? Nope, but I'm going to say it now. Seattle, 28. New England, 24. I've got Seattle, 24. New England, 14. Uh, we're go- it seems like we're going against the trend. Anyways, it should be a fabulous game. Really looking forward to it. This has been the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on AM740. We'll be back again next Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Have a fantastic week. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.